What's up to all my big booty Latinas out there? How is y'all doing to Nizite? The world is acting very strange, which is like usual. Billionaires are suffocating inside of submarines powered with PlayStation controllers, all to get a glimpse of the place where Leonardo DiCaprio 69 with Kate Winslet. But I love seeing Kate Winslet boobs, just like everyone else. But I didn't love them enough to spend a quarter of a million dollars diving to the surface of the ocean to have a circle jerk with a bunch of Titanic aficionados. Different strokes for different folks. While they are running out of time, the Pentagon is running out of money because they just made an accounting error, which resulted in the Ukraine getting nearly $7 billion more in aid. And you know, that really makes me think. Maybe if everyone that worked in the government wasn't nine times vaccinated, maybe they would be able to balance the budget. The only thing America is good at balancing are Michelle Obama's balls. Well, we have a good show for you this evening. We got baby Gronk on to chat with Super Bowl champion Jake Beckett, as well as OMG Media founder James O'Keefe on to discuss his latest expose on the sinister business dealings of BlackRock. You don't want to miss the festivities tonight because things are about to get spicy. Now let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we have an incredible show for you this evening. We got James O'Keefe coming on to tell us about his latest BlackRock expose, as well as Super Bowl champion Jake Beckett here to give some advice to our in-studio guest. You know him as a 10-year-old football phenom whose father is actually getting, uh, he's, his father's becoming just as famous as he is, but we welcome on the legend himself, Baby Gronk Madden and Jake, his father. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Okay, so you guys are creating a lot of drama. And I was just telling you before we started the show, Jake, you know, a lot of the hate that you're getting is from the Barstool sports people. Yeah. And I, you might not know this, but actually, Dave Portnoy invited me on his podcast and then uninvited me on his podcast because he didn't like it that I was political. So I went and I stormed the Barstool sports headquarters. I, we should have had a graphic of that, Jimmy, but you might not know this. So because of that, Dave Portnoy doesn't mention me. Is, didn't you have a similar situation where Barstool Sports is trying to not mention Baby Gronk? In the beginning, yes. Uh, the only thing we ever got from Barstool's was a tweet. Um, you know, I had reached out to him, and they were like, more or less, you know, he's, a, he's too young for us to promote him. We, we deal with betting and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So whenever they saw us go viral, it was like, hey, we're trying to cancel them. Yeah. Well, there's no canceling Baby Gronk. No, there's no canceling Baby Gronk. But then you, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. You, you, you created a campaign. Is Baby Gronk retiring? Uh, man, I think he's going to get into acting this summer. Well, okay, Baby Gronk. I, listen, I'm an actor myself. I'm a thespian. I'm, I'm highly trained. Don't worry if that falls. This said anything can fall at any time, Baby Gronk. As a matter of fact, do you have a knife? Does he have a knife? No, he don't have Sh a knife. Should we give him this knife to protect himself, or is that dangerous? <laughs> Does he have a gun? We should get him a gun. No, Baby Gronk's in enough heat right now. Okay, well, Baby Gronk, listen, if you ever want to get a gun and become Baby Aaron Hernandez, I can help you do that. <laughs> Does he know who Baby Aaron Hernandez is? He knows who Hernandez is. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. He's a double murderer. He's not a good guy. You Don't... know who he is, right? 
Don't be like him, be like Baby Gronk. Okay, so tell me this though, right now, you guys are getting a lot of scrutiny now because people are saying that you're an ex-great football player, right? Yeah. In high school, you went, and tell me about your high school, a little bit about your high school. Um, went to a powerhouse in Texas. Um, and you were running back? Running back. And I saw some stat, you had 200 yards a game your senior year? Yeah, 200 yards a game, junior year, tore the ACL. You had 200 yards a game. Guys, this is high school football. This is Texas high school football. This is basically pros compared to every other state. And he had 200. Were you guys 5A or 4A at the time? No, three, uh, 2A. 2A. Okay, 2A. so it was a little smaller, not that small, but it's still incredibly hard to do. So what happened with your football career? You had that. You tore your ACL, and then what happened? Oh, man. Started partying. Yeah, me too. Started partying. Got lost a little bit. Uh, never could get straight. Never could get right. Yeah, people don't realize this, is when you're young, baby Gronk, like one little thing, when you're an adult, you can mess up, and but when you're a kid, you know, your life, it's very fragile on the direction that you take it. One mistake can cause you a lot of problems in life, and like an injury can make it where your whole career is gone. So are you worried about that, knowing that your dad got an injury, you know, that even though you can be a great football player, even a great football player like your dad, hundreds of yards, thousands of yards over the season, tears his ACL, and then now he doesn't have that same identity. And I'm sure that's probably what would happen, right? Uh, Jake, your kind of identity. Booby Miles story. Booby Miles story, yeah. um, High school superstar turns in, you know, start, uh, ended up at, uh, you know, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. The thing is, though, now they offer this NIL. Yeah, money. So you don't have to go to the NFL no more. You don't have, you know, the NFL's hard to make, period. Yeah. So now, why not build you a platform? Because the internet's money. So if you do tear that ACL, you got all these NIL deals stacked up. You got parts of this company and this company here. Yeah. All of a sudden, dude, you tear your ACL, you're walking away hurt with a million dollars. Yeah, that is true. And then, you know, you look at these NIL deals. I, I believe the Popeye's chicken kid, you know, that had the meme. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, he got, he got a bunch. Yeah. Of, he got paid. And he's playing Division Three football. Yep. So at any division, you can get an NIL deal. So you're like you said, I think that is good that you're having – a uh, online presence. But what about this? You know the Todd Marinovich story. Are you worried that you're putting too much pressure on Baby Gronk? So the deal is this, though, bro. Mm -hmm. Todd was crazy. Yeah. So the deal, the, the, what they see on the internet mm -hmm. is more or less, man, what you do, content. Yeah. yeah. So we're shooting content to these people that they're programmed to think one way when they see this and this and this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's clicks and views and monetize, and all of a sudden, you know, we got them. So everything I do is on purpose. Yeah, I saw that one video. You had all the kids at the camp said, oh, baby Gronk's going to go to the NFL and this and that. I love this. Yeah. But I also worry about it, too, though, is that it's like uh, Dr. Umar was talking about how, and my dad did this, too. I think a lot of dads do this. You live vicariously through your son. So do you ever worry that you're doing stuff, you're making him do stuff that you want to do and he doesn't want to do it? Well, he can't be no worse than the former family members. You know, my grandpa was in prison for 10 years. He's a murderer. Oh, wow. So we're trying to, baby, baby Gronk's trying to break a family curse. Dude. Well, wait, so you're telling me your grandfather is a murderer, so he is baby Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> so, he hey. He is Aaron Hernandez. Not baby yet, Gronk. not yet, not yet. No oh charges filed gosh. yet. Oh, my gosh, here, here, give him this knife. You can, do you want this knife? You can just carry this, are you sure? Alex, right. we can't give minors weapons on the show. Is that true? Is that a crime to yeah. give a kid a knife? Uh, it's very, very frowned upon with upper management. Uh, like, all of my babysitters gave me, like, knives and matches. Mm -hmm. Do you have any matches? Man, oh, here, here's a lighter. Here, you can do whatever you want. You can't lighter. do nothing nowadays, man. I remember being younger, 
uh, around Baby Gronk's age, we used to fight in the neighborhoods, and the older kid would give us a butterfly knife whoever won. Yeah. You can't do it no more. Okay, so, Baby Gronk, let's put the rumors to the test. Right now, we're going to bring on my producer. He's a little slow, so be easy on him. Be nice to him, Baby Gronk. And what we're going to do is he's – come here, Jimmy. Get set up. There's no way. Yeah, what we're going to do is, if you're so good, I'm primetime 99. I'm six foot three. I'm 235 pounds. I'm a lean, mean fighting machine. But I want to see if baby Gronk can, you know, handle it one-on-one. Mono-e-mono. You got him? On the blimp. Come on. All right. It's game time. All right, folks. This is just old school, one-on-one, classic football. When Jimmy blows the whistle... Baby Gronk, right here with the ball, is going to try to score a touchdown. That end zone, that's the end zone, Baby Gronk. You're never going to see it. You understand me? Hold on, I got to You're never going to see it, little Baby Gronk. I'm going to see it. Gonna, you're going to be little dead Gronk by the time we're done with this drill. You understand no. me? No. You have insurance right, on this kid, right, Jake? Right, 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 you have insurance right, on him? Hey, hey, he's protected. He's protected. Okay. Hold on, hold on. He's protected. Yeah, stretch. Get all stretched out. When he says, when he blows that whistle, I'm coming to knock your head off. I don't care if it's a crime. I commit crimes every day. All right. Ready! Oh, 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 my oh, hammy! Jimmy, my hammy! Give the ball, give the ball. My hammy! Oh, oh, Jimmy, call the, call the medic. Hey, I'm sorry, we have an ad read though. I have to get to the ad read. Oh my God, I hurt so bad. Where's that? Where's that? Give him the crutches. Give him the crutches. Give me go. the crutches. <laughs> so I heard you. Oh, what the hell? Where's the ad read? <laughs> Remember when late night television was actually funny? Yeah, neither can I. It's hard to recall the last time one of those network comedians actually made me laugh my thigh. It hurts. We're here at the Blinds TV. We're, we're bringing back Late Night with the release of our new show, Bizarre World. <laughs> Join comedians Dave Landau and quarterback Garrett tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern as they reinvent Late Night using topical sketches, comedic conversations on the latest political, social news, and even musical guests. <laughs> Blaze TV is rescuing comedy from humorless laughs. So join us tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Head over to YouTube.com slash normal world and hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on all the fun. All right. Help him up, baby Gronk. Help him baby up. Baby Gronk, help me up. Help baby up. Gronk. Help me with the crutch, baby Gronk. Oh. oh, baby Gronk, you're pretty good at football. I think you have a, a serious shot. Thanks on the camera. I think you got a serious shot of doing a lot of damage. All right, so, all right, all right. Now Jimmy, my freaking producer, excuse me, I don't want to cuss in front of a kid. He keeps on talking about Livy Dunn. She's I, where I went to school, LSU. Was she the reason that you guys went so viral again? Tell us, what made Baby Grunk pop off? So Baby Grunk popped off. He's in fourth grade right now. He popped off in kindergarten for pulling a truck. Really, dude, I tricked the whole internet, so I put my friend in the in the in the driver's seat. <laughs> See, I love you already. I want to say, See, Jake, I love this guy. Okay, so so what'd you do? So <laughs> I told him, get down like a low rider and make sure that we can't see you. And I told my other friend that had a pretty uh, you know, he he's a big old rip, you know, yeah. guy. I said, Hey man, just yell at him like he's really doing this and we're gonna go fucking viral. And it went viral. Oh bro. 
shit. It broke Jimmy, the internet. Dude, Jake, you need to actually train my producer, Jimmy. See, that's brilliant. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, uh, listen. I, listen, I, I like have my critiques of you, Jake, but I really appreciate you coming on. I don't want to be mean, but I'm saying I have some critiques, but that is brilliant. Yeah. I'm saying that, no, that is I brilliant. Stu I study people. So I watch yeah. everybody's content. I study them. Um, it's just like, you know, music. If uh, someone's hot, you better go get a feature from them. So I'll see who's hot, who's trending, who's who got the big fan base, and I'll go get their fans, and I'll do a collab with them or pose. I'm I'm, I'm on the internet all day. No, you're on the grind. Okay, so let's play this clip of Livy Dunn, uh, this legendary clip. Hey, are you that kid from the internet? Yeah, I'm Adrian. I'm Liv. Nice to meet nice you. Time. What are you doing at LSU? I'm not playing. You have to come here. It's awesome. Look at her. She's recruiting you. <laughs> hey, are you that kid from the internet? Wow, so that was a TikTok. So that TikTok blew up. How many millions did that get? Man, a total, dude. That video there probably has a total, you could say, I think 100 million. Wow. 100 million or more. Wow. Total. You're really good at this social media stuff. Because I'm known as a troll, and I do this stuff where I call out Brittany Griner. And it kind of surprises me what goes viral, right? Like, sometimes it is like a video of a kid pulling a truck. It's something simple. Yeah. And that really resonated. But the thing is, bro, it's harder for a grown man to go viral than it is for a kid. Yeah. Um, you don't see 10-year-olds pulling trucks every day. Yeah, I know. You know, you don't see 10-year-old uh, with the most popular people, Mark Wahlberg, a 10-year-old, and Mark Wahlberg's holding his chain. You don't see that stuff. Yeah, I know. So how the hell, you know, George, our director here, he has a son, Minnie Murray. He plays football, too. Are you trying to monetize this for other dads? I got like 200 plus clients. No, so I'm already doing this stuff. what are you talking about? Really, 200 I, kids you're just kind of managing like this? Uh, I train their parents, give them the game and whatever they do with it, they do. I got a kid with an Oakley deal, did a commercial with Patrick Mahomes. This stuff ain't new to me. Uh, well, it's really not because you know, now that I look at it, I think about it, you're no really different than almost a stage parent. True. I mean, taking taking your son to auditions and yeah. stuff. I mean, really, it's kind of similar. But it's a little bit different because it's sports. Not even necessarily sports. It's really just uh, the the stage parents didn't have the internet. You know, like they're yeah, yeah. more or less going to win trophies, and auditions, prizes. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Play. This is this this can be a career. Okay, baby Gronk. I want to ask. I want to talk to you a little bit. So, do you love football? Yes. But which sport? Why, I mean, why do you like football more than baseball or soccer or all the other sports? I like hitting people. I like that answer. That's why you like football. Alex See, likes hitting me. I know. I love hitting my producer. No, but I remember <laughs> I remember my dad when I was your age, when I was 10, and you're in fourth grade. I think our first time we did padded football was fifth grade, and my dad used to, I used to put on my helmet and shoulder pads. He would hit me with a baseball bat. They get me pumped up for the game. <laughs> Has your dad ever done that? No. And your dad doesn't hit you when you miss a tackle, does he? You can tell me you're in a safe space. <laughs> what happens when you make a mistake in flag football? Does he say anything? Because I swear, if he says anything to you bad. <laughs> we're going to turn a baby Aaron Hernandez situation. Tell him. Tell him. Does he get mad at you? Um, he just tells me to step it up. I like that. That's good to encourage you. But do you feel pressure, though, baby Gronk? Uh, not really. You don't? Because you know what? I mean, a lot of people want you to be in the pros and all this stuff. Your dad is putting a lot of pressure. You know, now you're a celebrity now. Let's if, just say if that. If Baby Gronk doesn't make the NFL, he's a bigger bust than Jamarcus Russell. I like that. But Jamarcus Russell was, he was picked number one overall. He yes. was really. 
Okay, all right. So we're going to get into the football talk, but now we got to get into a little politics. Hopefully, Baby Gronk, you can learn a little bit about the deep state and all the globalist corporations that are ruining America. And now we welcome on our first fully Irish guest. He terrorizes the establishment through guerrilla journalism. Please welcome on my friend, James O'Keefe. James. Alex. Good what to the, see you. What the heck? So I don't know if you know this. Before we get into BlackRock, we have viral internet celebrity sensation Baby Gronk with us in studio. I don't know. Are you familiar with Baby Gronk's work, James? Tell me more. Well, he's going viral. He has one of the biggest NIL deals for a 10-year-old possible. He's actually hated by Barstool Sports, and a lot of people accuse his dad of using him as clout. But uh, after meeting him, they're actually pretty cool, nice people, to be honest. Seems like nice people to me. <laughs> hey, James is right. James knows. Okay, so what the heck, dude? BlackRock, that executive, what I what I took from that video, how I, which I never even thought about, how they talk about how grain silos in the Ukraine, when they get hit, that that helps BlackRock. So let's just play that little clip real quick. BlackRock shot. We're playing that. If we can ever find it. Any second now. It's coming up, James. They don't want to be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? Don't film, but I suspect it's probably... We don't need to play the whole two minutes, but... ...to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions... I can't hear it. Are you on the button, James? I mean, uh, Jimmy? ...big ton of money, and then you can start to buy people. I work for a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Barlay a recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not the who's the president. It's, it's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the, and who's like, that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. And obviously, we have the system place. First, there's the Senate. These guys are You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. I can give you 500k right now. No questions asked. Yeah. I, I'm gonna do this. We're done. Does yeah. like everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that? Yeah. It doesn't matter who wins. You're so right. They're they're my pocket at this point. Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What are they? Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? I'll give an example. Russia Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat is going to go mad up. Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Prices of bread and, you know, it, literally everything is, it goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is real good for, for business. It's exciting when goes wrong, right? BlackRock manages 20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like an undercover reporter. I don't know what normal people don't give a this is This is beyond them. Okay, James, first question. How often do they say, oh, you seem like an undercover reporter from Project Veritas? How? Because didn't that, didn't the last guy said that? The, 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 uh, uh, fight, uh, the, I mean, or whatever, O'Keefe Media Group. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But don't they always say, oh, you sound like a reporter. You seem like you're asking me all the right questions. Well, who the heck are you? Literally every time they say that. They say that. Like, you know, oh, are, you guys aren't with that 
that O'Keefe guy or that Veritas guy. Oh, okay, and they'll tell you all the things. So it's every single time. It's it's just outside people's experience to think they're being covertly recorded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you can kind of tell too, and like you're on a date. And and listen, you're fighting with a guy who who used to be kind of friendly with me, uh, Owen Benjamin. Who even, as soon as you called him out, he apologized. But why is that? Why are there so many people? Uh, James, you know, when you're actually out there doing work, why do somebody, why do you get criticism from people when you're successful in exposing huge multinational corporations like BlackRock when I love what you're doing? Why do the haters hate on you for that? I think they just hate talent. I mean, you're a talented guy. I mean, you have talents that other people don't, right? So they just, they just want to tear down talent because they don't have it, I guess. You know, it's like envy or something like that. But I do think that this particular expose on BlackRock and institutions like it, um, whether it's the FBI, Pfizer, these are powerful groups, and the left and the right should be in complete alignment. I don't think this is a political story. I don't think anybody should be attacking it. I think actually, Owen, it was about this meme. It was like this meme where someone compared me to like, let's see on the camera there. Yeah, yeah, the South Park meme. It's a hilarious meme, yeah. Names O'Keefe in drag and the BlackRock. So Owen Benjamin, I don't even, maybe I have heard of this guy. I, I, I'm bad with names, but he's been on Rogan. He was a famous comedian, but then he, yeah. uh, he, you know, kind of ran away. This is a moment in self ownership. I've been making making fun of squirting Jimmy here for years. I guess that's me, showing that he's always doing extremely un unnecessarily gay things to expose. This meeting, the dude was meeting with a girl, like who was undercover. So I don't get the gay thing. As a childless man in his late thirties, childless man. <laughs> his late thirties. It seems very really obviously that he's very fond of rollerblading. I don't know where he, I, I don't get it, but so okay, I just, I'll tell you what that means because I've no, no, and that means you're gay, and I'm the same way. He calls me gay because I don't have any kids in my late thirties. Yet he didn't have kids. On some tweet he put underneath it when he apologized, he actually put apology. Did you see that? Apologize to me. Yeah, it's news to me. I didn't see that. He apologized, he's, but he might have been a sarcastic apology. But he apologized in one of the tweets. I saw it when I was looking at it. He's getting hacked by all the comments just because I said you mad, bro. So it's this whole deal. And um, anyway, uh, I, you know, it's not all of our meetings are from a dating app. Some people we meet these people in airports and you know shopping malls, or we meet them organically. Like we meet them through a variety of methods, but. Yeah, but that's badass, James. You don't have to freaking uh, act like that's not cool that you can actually go on an app and, and some person's going to give all of their company secrets because they're on a date with a hot chick or gay guy or whatever the you know, relationship is. That's a good thing. I mean, isn't that what undercover journalism is all about? Sometimes, for sure. I mean, this, dude, this guy was very honest, and, you know, sometimes that's when you're most honest. But, no, they never, they, they, they never actually... Um, say, okay, this is an undercover situation. No, no, they just spill the beans. I think it's almost like confession, sort of like the Catholics confess. This is a, a form of them telling their soul, spilling their secrets to our people. By the way, the woman who got this recording is exceptional. I mean, she has been doing this for a long time and, and really good at what she does, and, and credit to her, because uh, she actually can't, she followed me. She's in, in, into OMG from her previous employer, so she's leading the movement. Let me guess, she's attractive. Is she pretty? <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I don't want you to have to talk about. I don't want you to sexualize your employees. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a break. Yeah. We don't want to. We want to be accused of doing that or perceived as doing that. Yeah, but a hot girl kid. That's what Jeffrey Epstein and all those people use is what they call honeypots. They use hot girls and then they busted everybody. <laughs> About being, you know, if you're if you're sexual, if you're if you're too sexual, or you make it about sex in this situation, 
the guy's brain will just turn to mush. You really have to express express interest in them as as people, as a partner. Is, right, like I'm interested in you as a person. And this guy was really dark. He was really gothic. He was interested in like graveyards and and death. And it was very it was a very good allegory for what they're talking about, actually. Yeah, and then you look at BlackRock. I mean, they're artificially inflating the you know prices of houses. You see, on they were on both sides of the lawsuit with Dominion and Fox News. So basically, they pay themselves out. So where does BlackRock come into connection with uh, Tucker Carlson, in your opinion, James? Well, I mean, according to the data, BlackRock owns a significant portion. I think it's eighteen percent. Is it is it eighteen percent of of Fox Corporation? I think they're the largest independent owner. I think uh, that's not a. I believe so. Actually, look at the owners of Fox, and you look at the owners of Pfizer, or the equity largest stake in these two companies. It's like it like mirrors each other, and Vanguard and BlackRock are near the top. So most people don't realize, or people are starting to realize, just how powerful these companies are. Um, and and uh, I, I looked at literally Pfizer and Fox next to each other. It's remarkable. And actually today. Google, if you Google my name in this video, this video has tens of millions of views on Twitter. It's trending on Twitter. You can't find it on Google. And no, they got it. Yeah, so in the search results, it will not come up, huh? You have to go like multiple pages in. They keep to scroll through all this weird stuff about me from like February. And I looked up who owns Google and six and a half percent of Google is, is BlackRock. Like forty-five billion out of a one point five million, one point five trillion dollar market cap, forty-five billion. And then in that video, you you talk about how, or the guy talks about the BlackRock employee, how they can buy politicians for ten thousand bucks. And I know that to be the case. Like I just feel like these politicians, it, it really doesn't even cost that much money to buy these politicians, don't you think? I mean, no. yeah, you you think it costs half a million? It's like ten grand. You own them. He also says. This is Serge Varley in the video. He says that whoever wins, I'm in their pocket. Uh, senators are really cheap. So, yeah, it's it's not shocking to people like you and I, I guess, but it, I think it's going to wake up a lot of people. Um, it's 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 literally like a comedy sketch writer writing what a BlackRock recruiter would say. It's, it's remarkable. And it's inspiring other people. Like we've had today multiple other sources inside BlackRock contact us. So that's really inspiring. People people think this doesn't matter. Like, who cares? You catch them on tape. Nothing ever happens to these people. You hear it all the time. But the real kicker is that when we do these things, it inspires other people to come to us, which sort of creates a kinetic, you know, momentous momentum that, that leads to the next video. And I've seen you the way you treat your whistleblowers. You treat them with such respect. I mean, just the interactions that I've seen, you, uh, you know, interact with them. But is it... Why aren't more whistleblowers going to come out? Is it because they're worried about their career, or like I guess what makes a good whistleblower? Are they just tired of of the you know nefarious things they're doing, and they feel like it's a guilt thing? Like maybe if I blow the whistle, it'll take the guilt off me. Like what what turns a person that goes from being a normal company employee to a whistleblower, in your opinion? Well, it's like in the last week, Dan, Dan Ellsberg died. He was the most famous whistleblower of the 20th century, and um, as the Pentagon Papers guy, he was 92 years old. He was arrested. I mean, to do this, you have to have a little bit of a screw loose and you have to be extremely passionate about what it is you're exposing because you're going to experience pain and sacrifice. I mean, the 20th century, you'd lose everything. You get divorced, you'd lose your house. I think these days, uh, more and more people have a conscience and they're following their conscience. So it's more common than it used to be. But I would say what Ellsberg said about whistleblowing is that it was it was sort of like you remove your umbilical cord from the mothership, like you're an astronaut just 
free floating out in the you know in space and you're you're kind of you you're kind of the scapegoat you know too much and 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 you're you're kind of this independent person on the frontier so it's a really kind of spiritual experience for people and um there aren't a lot of places for these people to go like they obviously can't go to the new york times they no. can't go even even to, to the media like the pfizer whistleblower um that worked with me one of the two people actually it's, here's a quick story when we did that pfizer story in february the guy who recorded it now works for me yeah the woman who substantiated it a woman named uh, debbie brunal initially did not go public but then when I was removed from my position at Project Veritas, she was inspired to go public mm. by virtue of what happened to me. Fascinating. What a fascinating story. She was so uh, inspired to go public by virtue of the fact that I was removed from the company after that story. What a remarkable story and a remarkable turn of events. But that kind of gives you a glimpse into whistleblowing. No, you really are an inspiration. I don't want to just sit here and kiss your butt the whole time, but we need more independent people like you that are willing to take risks and actually expose these huge multinational corporations. And you're probably right. You're, like most people, they're worried about their everyday lives. They're probably not going to get dialed into, you know, the illegal, nefarious deals of BlackRock. But if anybody becomes more aware, it's successful. I mean, the fact that you're waking up anybody to this, obviously you're not going to wake up everybody because they just want to be, you know, ignorance is bliss. But what you're doing is absolutely incredible. So what do you think the future is for just the nation or the world as a whole? Because I seem to be black pill, James. I think things are going to be this dystopic metaverse, plug us into a computer and free internet porn. And, you know, we're probably living in tubes or the neural link. Do you have, what kind of future do you envision? Is it white pill, black pill, red pill? I can't keep track of the pills. Is are you the black pill type or? Yeah, white pill, that... black pill, fentanyl pill. No, I know. I'm. I'm not trying to be negative, but black pill is one where it's kind of like the world's not looking good. But when I I went to this pride event real quick, James. I went to this pride festival. Every major company had a pride booth. Like I, I just feel like the companies are kind I mean, of leading the cause. I, I'm probably more of an optimist um, because of the people. I mean, I'm. A, this is a really interesting question, you know, what's going to, I, I predicting the future. I'm an optimist. I think that if we believe that, you know, things can be turned, they can. I mean, look at the rise of RFK. Yeah. I mean, this guy actually theoretically could defeat Biden. He's well-spoken. He's articulate. He's relatively moderate. It's inspiring. He can carry a conversation. He can recite facts for a few hours. I think that these sorts of things, the true, the good, the beautiful can turn back the tide. I think that good defeats evil in the end. Otherwise it's not the end. And, um, I think the fear is the problem that we have to overcome. So as long as they don't defeat my spirit, they can't defeat me. Now they've tried to defeat my spirit. I mean, this piece, this is a little dark. I'm going to say it, it's crazy, but these people want me, they want me dead. Like they, they probably even want me to kill myself. They want me demoralized, you know, dead, they want me suicidal. I'm not suicidal, but they want that, and they'll do anything to attain that because if they, if they can defeat my spirit, then they can win. And they're not. And if they can't defeat my spirit, then they can't win. So let's not have our spirits be defeated. That's the moral of that story. I love that. All right, my producer Jimmy, he's not that sharp, so please be easy on him, James. All right, Jimmy, what do you want to ask him? What's up, James? I read a story how you tried to get a Lucky Charms canceled in college well, because they're happen. Irish. Can you please explain that? <laughs> That was culture Alex Stein. Why didn't uh, why didn't I know you back then, Alex? It would have been Think great. The, well, you know, we know each other now. We should totally do this again, right? 
Now, the brilliant part about this, and this is, I was 20 years old. This is 18 years ago. I go in there with a box of Lucky Charms, one of the first undercover videos, and I said to my dean, Carolyn Knight Cole, at Rutgers University, on St. Patrick's Day, I said, I brought a box for you to look at here. There's what appears to be an Irish-American, a little green-cladded gnome, huckster. And as you can see, we're not all short. We have our differences of height. Um, My hair is not red, and we'd like this removed. Now, you would expect to be laughed at. Um, It was very difficult for me to keep a straight face. But they actually told me they would remove it from the the, uh, cafeteria. Did they do it? Yeah, did they remove it? They said they would remove it. Um, I think they figured out that it was a satirical thing, and they reinstated it shortly thereafter. Hey, but you you won the battle. You got them to admit that uh, they're idiots and uh, woke and all, you know, care about. It's a lose-lose situation. I mean, think of it. There's only two options. You either ban Lucky Charms, in which case you become a laughingstock, Mm -hmm. or you don't don't take my complaints of racial... uh, Irish sensitivity. Seriously, you're violating your own campus speech code. So it was, I sort of put them in a bind. And that's kind of the best situation to put people in, like damned if you do, damned if you don't, uh, where it kind of, it, it shows their hypocrisy, you know, right there. And I think that's what's brilliant. Somebody like you that can do that. So before you go, James, tell the people how they can support you. Tell them, uh, you know, how can people get involved and help you out the most? Well, I mean, we're, a, I own this OMG a hundred percent. I don't have any board I don't have any advertisers yet. I haven't never taken advertising money. I'm very independent. No one tells me what to do. No one tells me what not to do. And nobody has been able to control me, Alex, which is what they really want. They want to control me. That's the thing they fear is that I'm not, we are not controlled. So therefore, O'Keefe Media Group is is a subscription-based news organization. You have to go on our website, $20. You can log in and get access to classes on citizen journalism so that you can go out and do likewise. I'm trying to teach other people how to do what I do. So go to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, sign up. If you support this type of journalism, I have to be able to pay for it <laughs> so you can help me. And Alex, you and I should totally team up and do something creative again. I don't know what, what it would be. James, we're teaming up very soon. I'll, like I said, we need to go confront somebody, but we have a million different ideas. we got to come up with some culture jamming ones. But, dude, it's an honor and privilege to have you on the program. We'll talk soon. And I'm just telling you, keep up the good work. It's sad that it's kind of true. They probably do want you dead. But that should only, in my opinion, inspire you to stay alive because you are a threat to the establishment. So thank you, James. Thank you, Alex. Talk soon. See you, James. All right. Now, now... We're back to our guest in studio, the real pimps on blips. No, look, he's falling asleep. Do that on camera. Show him. Look, baby Gronk's dad fell asleep from that. Do not show James O'Keefe. James, 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 he needs to start a church. And why? Because he talks a lot? Because he's waking people up. He put me to sleep. Oh, my gosh. Do not let James see this. Okay, well, now the show's going to get a little spicier. So, okay, Jake, let's be real. You have sent and you've collaborated with some of the biggest people on the internet, but you've sent them a bunch of crazy DMs. So let's go through a couple of these DMs real quick. Okay, what does this say, Jimmy? So this was the original DM that started it where Will Combs said, I bet everyone in sports media has a DM like this. And I I honestly ran out of memory from screenshotting. It was it was pretty entertaining, but okay, I Okay, so his dad's through. hustling for a son. I'm kind of on Jake's I, side I, I, right now, to be honest. No, but go but ahead, like, okay. I'm, I'm curious, like, how many DMs do you think you've, you've yeah, sent? Yeah, like, that's fair. So, so I don't email. 
So I get them on the DM. That's communication. Well, well, well it's because, yeah, because it's good on Instagram. You can DM anybody because it's open. That's anybody. why. That's what I'm saying. I've actually connected with celebrities on Instagram. So what, what I do is copy and paste. I really don't type it. I got so much copy and paste. Copy what about ChatGPT? Chat I've been copying and paste since Tom had MySpace. Ah! Look, ba-dun-dun. Hit the ba-dun-dun. All right, so MySpace is from before you were even born, baby Gronk. Do you know what MySpace is? Damn, you're young. <laughs> That's when your dad and I, we we're on MySpace. Aim. Top 10. AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. Actually, real quick, before we even go through this, I want, I want to ask you this. Is Baby Gronk vaccinated? No. Thank God. Do not get vaccinated, Baby Gronk. I swear, under any circumstance, <laughs> do not let them stick a needle in your arm unless it is steroids. I'm going to tell you my story. Okay. So everybody's scared of the vaccination. I got my grandma calling. You need to get your vaccination. You need to get your vaccination. Uh, so everybody gets vaccinated. My family, dude, it goes about nine, ten months. I'm still alive. People dying. I had a friend that five family members died from it. All of a sudden, you know, they made the newspaper. You had five family members no, die? my friend did. So he, he, they made the news. Five family, his mom and his dad died. All got, like, strokes and heart attacks and the weird stuff? They didn't take no vaccine, though. Oh, they, Four. they died of COVID. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of like, oh, damn. So... They, you know, I, I was like, hell no, hell no, I ain't touching that, right? And then I went to, uh, my girl had scheduled, you better, are you going to go? Yeah. So kind of, you know, I started getting the car driving. I was already doubting it. And I go to the Kroger and I look at the guy. He's like, hey, you here for your Moderna shot, you know? And I put my name down and I said, hey, man, put your mask down so I can see who's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and so did you get, and you got the Moderna ah! No, Jimmy, we're going to get viral shedding. I'm sorry. Baby Gronk, get an insurance policy right now on your dad. Do you know how to do that? No. Jimmy! I'm sorry, I didn't know. We need know. to get an insurance policy. I'll His dad's going to get myocarditis right now. Okay, I gotcha. Do not. But I'm planning on, uh, so I'm planning on having another one. If I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Moderna. See, I like that. In Madden, see, Madden was the best video game. That's a badass yeah. name. How'd you come up with that idea? John Madden, the game. Well, I know the game, but I'm saying nobody's been named Madden. Man, um, I used to, I I used to live a fast life before I had him. So I'd be on the couch playing Madden while the people would come in my house, you know. And yeah. I was just playing Madden. I played a whole bunch of Madden, man. I probably played uh, shit about thirty games, uh, thirty games in one day every day. You know what I'm saying? What? I, I didn't have no real job, so I was yeah. just like this. And uh, favorite game of all time, only game I played, that and Blitz. Okay. And so I ended up naming them Madden, and then I named my daughter uh, McGuire after Jerry Maguire, the movie. Oh, that's a good one. Show me the money! You ever seen that movie, Baby Grunt? You seen it? <laughs> no, Baby Grunt watches, uh, what football movies you seen? Home Team. Any Given Sunday, that's a good one. Did you and hear Jamie Foxx? Did you hear about Jamie Foxx? Man, I want to know the truth about James Fox. I'll tell you the truth. Get he James, got vaccinated James. and got a stroke. James knows the truth. James knows the truth. I'll tell you, that fool got vaccinated on a movie set. He didn't want to get vaccinated. You were going to have to bleep all this out for YouTube. Um, uh, I just want that known. Gotcha. Okay, okay now we welcome on. He, he's a repeat guest. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's an all-conference player for Arkansas. And he is also an Arkansas Senate candidate. Please welcome on Jake Beckett. Jake! 
Alex, what's up, brother? Okay, welcome back. I don't know if you know this, but we're going viral. Four million views on your latest Gronk commentary. But we have the real guest. I want to introduce you to baby Gronk and his dad, Jake. Now, this is why we have Jake on. Jake and Jake, it's confusing, but we'll figure it out. The reason why I wanted to bring Jake on with you, Gronk, pay attention. This guy played with Tom Brady, was, was his quarterback. And... The actual Gronkowski, big Gronkowski, Grandpa Gronkowski. Now, Jake had to work his butt off to get where he's at. He did not get it by being lucky. He did not get it by being the best athlete. He got it because he worked the hardest. So, Jake, can you instill a little bit of guidance and, and you know, some of your mentorship on this young man and his father? Please don't be afraid to give uh, uh, Father Jake any of your opinions as well, Jake. Yeah, I mean, just kind of based on what I've seen from from this story, um, you know, right now at this age, you know, baby Gronk is is what, 10, 10, 11 years old. I mean, right now, athletics should be about having fun. I mean, I'm all about hard work. I'm all about sacrifice. I'm all about goal setting. Um, but from my, my story, my perspective, I didn't start playing football until I was in high school. Um, you know, my parents, they 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 wanted me to focus on just the enjoyment, the love of the game, uh, other sports I was playing. And then when I reached a, a slightly more, you know, higher age of maturity, age 13, 14, that's when my dad came to be and said, hey, son, it's time to be a man. You know, if you want to focus on sports, now you can start treating it like you're a professional. Um, so that was my story. You know, that's what I'd recommend. I mean, uh, the thing about Gronk, you know, he, the, the, all, the, all the clout, all the hype, you know, all the, all the stuff about Gronk being this, um, this, this wild guy, you know, that all came out after the production. You know, it was it wasn't hype. It was all just reaction to his amazing ability on the field. I mean, Gronk came into the league as a relative unknown. I mean, he you know, I, I bet, you know, few people could even say where he played in college, University of Arizona. You know, I mean, he was taken in the second round. It was kind of a flyer pick by the Patriots. Um, you know, he was just an unknown guy who uh, who came in and just, you know, grinded in the Patriot system and then had a lot of success. I mean, that's really the story. Um, you know, the clout, the hype, the, the, the viral clips, um, you know, just going on, on, on media. I mean, that, that all happened after Gronk was the greatest tight end in the National Football League. So, you know, my recommendation is, you know, at this stage, man, focus on, uh, focus on enjoyment. Just, just enjoy playing sports. Once you'll get a little bit older, you know, then it can be a profession if that's what you really want. Well, in Texas, if you're with your parent, you can drink inside of a bar. Do you think that he should start letting his son drink so that he can get the same sort of tolerance that the actual Gronkowski had? Do you think that would help him? I mean, I would recommend, uh, you know, some kind of experimental, uh, you know, substance that would make him become a six foot seven 270 pound five percent body fat. Human, human growth, growth hormone. Yeah, what, what, whatever it is, you know, I, if uh, I wish I could have gotten my hands on that. What about this? What about this, Jake? Have you ever seen a shake weight? This is one of the most intense fitness exercises you could ever do. And I know, Jake, you shake weighed yourself into the NFL, uh, uh, into the NFL. Isn't that correct? Wasn't it doing mainly shake weighting? I mean, I mean, that looks very natural, Alex. I mean, that was... Hey, hey Jake, hey, Jake I got a, Here, I got a question, Jake. You want to just shake weight? Baby Gronk, this is... Do you want to make the NFL? <laughs> Baby Gronk, this is the number one workout. <laughs> okay, wait. Jake has a question for Jake. Hey, Jake, so um, do you think... How, you're, you're around, what, 30... Y'all look, look at that monitor. 36? Here, Jake, 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 look at that screen. 34. That's 34? Your that's your camera. Right? So... 34. I hear you. 
Uh, I'm just asking a question, man. Um, do you feel like the kids in this generation are way different than we were as kids? And when I, I say know, that, I, I uh, have... mindset, softness, um, gender changing, stuff like that. That's dude. a good question. Do you think kids are different this day and age than when we were children? No, so I, I see what you're getting at. I think they're definitely exposed to way more, I mean, exponentially more BS than we were exposed to as kids. Absolutely. The, the culture is rotten. Um, you know, th there's, there's absolutely way more distractions and evil and demonic stuff out there flying around. So I get it. I mean, if, if this is, you know, if, if your mentality is like, I'm going to like uh, focus my son's attention on sports to keep him away from the evil spirit of the age. OK, like I'm, I'm actually more open to that argument um, than anything else. I mean, is that kind of what you're thinking? Um, I'm, I'm more or less, dude. Um, you know how football is. You only have a four year career, two to four um, to make the NFL. It's uh, less than one percent. So I'm building a platform for him. You can be a millionaire off of views. You can be a millionaire playing games in your room and recording yourself and starting a YouTube nowadays. So I'm just building a platform where he has a lot of options to do. And then say he starts a construction company. You still need clientele and still need to promote it so you can put it on your platform. <coughs> so you're going to win regardless with, with the football or without it. That's my whole goal. So you're trying to make him famous, basically. Not really famous, dude. Um... I'm a genius on the internet. I might as well do it. You know, I do it for a whole bunch of kids. It's like big, it's not just him. And then uh, the internet, I, I separate it. So I put the internet by itself and reality over here. So I just want him to be a good person. And I, uh, I'm more old generation than I am this new one. I don't believe in what I'm seeing. I see a lot of kids when they mess up in one era, I see 11, 12 year old kid, he'll, he'll throw a bad pitch or, or, or he'll miss a shot or he'll miss the ball. And the first thing that happens is the head goes down and there goes the mom and dad to tell them, it's all right, Bill. It's okay. You'll get it next time. And Bill's still crying. I just, I don't know, dude. It's a, it's a different dimension Jake, right could this be could this be a form of, of abuse that he's doing or is it just good parenting that wants his son to be successful? Seriously, what's your opinion? I mean, here's the deal. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but my, my rebuttal would be, I mean, there's a lot of ways to get wealthy. I mean, I get it. It's harder uh, for the average person these days, but you know, you don't have to be a social media clout chaser to get to get famous. And like, you know, I, I would say like a lot of uh, it's it's kind of become a meme. The child celebrity, you know, that usually doesn't work out too well long term. I mean, we all know the horror stories. I'm sure there are some uh, child celebrities who ended up becoming well-adjusted people with with productive lives. Um, but you know, that's I think you know you're you're kind of playing with the fire there. Um, but I hear you. I mean, hey, you're 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 a part of your you're a part of your son's life. You know, like it's better than the alternative. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I hear what you're I hear what you're saying with, you know, hey, we're going to build two avenues for success, one through sports, uh, you know, one through building a brand. Um, but, you know, you got to be careful with the latter because, you know, that's that hasn't really had a great track record in terms of child celebrities. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that, too. Is Logan Paul successful? Of course. <laughs> Logan Paul tricks a lot of kids, dude. He doesn't he doesn't even have kids and drink prime. You know, I mean, the kids love them, dude. The gamers online, they don't care about kids. They don't have no kids. They're tricking the kids all day. I, I'm a friend. I'm, I'm friends with YouTubers. I'm friends with gamers. And they'll say, hey, the kids are like this. Let's do this. Those that To me, that's a bad person. You have no love or no intent to... <laughs> Logan Paul's a bad person? No, not, not a bad person. But, like, there's no, there's no true... You're doing it for the money. 
Same thing, doing it for the clout. That's grown men tricking kids for money. That sounds worse than me helping my son have a, a, a bright future and have money in his account to start a life, I think. What about that? Alex, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I really don't. I really think that you're putting a lot of pressure on him and you're sending these DMs. I think, honestly, he has the best uh, intentions. I do think Jake has good intentions, but I don't think he's going about it the best way because you know this as an athlete is that you can have all the clout, but it, it only matters about production on the field. And so you're putting all this pressure. Can he really produce? And then when he doesn't produce, he's going to look at you and say, Dad, I can't make you happy. Dad, I feel less in. And then he's going to be, and then I'm not saying this could happen. He says, oh, well, maybe I should drink. Maybe I should do drugs. Maybe, you know, it's like, like I've yeah. done substance You've done substances. Everybody's done this. Because, listen, it's kind of like how your dad is. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so you'll be a Washington Redskins fan. You almost want to do the opposite of your parents yeah. sometimes. So are you ever worried all this pressure might have the opposite intended effect? Not really. I think certain people are built for certain different situations. Um, I know him, and I know that I've asked him, hey, man, when, when we went viral, I asked the guy, hey, do you want to delete your Instagram? Mm -hmm. And just live a regular life. Yeah, but he's gonna say yes because no, he's gonna no, piss no, no, you no. off. You no, know that? I told him, and he said no. He said he wants to. Man, he put a lot of work. Yeah, but Jake, nothing is more important to a young kid. Even me as an adult is making my dad happy. That's one of my favorite things is when my dad is happy with yeah. me. Yeah, I mean it's one of the best feelings when your dad. Oh, I'm so proud. Good I job. It. I love. My dad tells me good job. That's that's the, one of the best feelings in the world. And it's as simple as a good job because I took the groceries in. I'm just saying, as a kid, yeah. you know, any sort of positive. Man, well, well, I had friends, dude. Um, you know, I, I hung out with everybody, but uh, I had friends that had uh, families that were real wealthy growing up. And they had everything, dude. And when they and got he went to McKinney, he played at a great high school, uh, 200 yards a game, Jake. His dad was a great athlete, you know, had a lot of college potential and had an ACL injury. So and I, and I got a white woman. She's 5'8". It helps. The thing is, though, Jake. <laughs> that does help. The, th the thing I is, Jake, woman um, I had friends that had it all, man. The, the family was rich and everything else. And by them not going through no pressure or them not going through no adversity or them not living poor, they killed themselves at 16, 17 years old. So it can go either way, you know what I'm saying? Well, um, I mean, come on, now we're, now we're talking about suicide. Well, that, mean, that's the truth, dude. You see 11-year-olds committing suicide now. It's, a, it's, it's there, dude, it's real. No, it is bad. That's why I think sports are important. Okay, Jake, I, I want you to actually have a little interaction with Gronk, but, but uh, what is probably the most important thing you would tell a young person if, I know going to the NFL, I think it's less than 1%, but if a kid wants to emulate your career, what is the biggest piece of advice you think you can give a young man? What I tell young people is, you know, if you think you're working hard, you've got to work harder than anyone that you know, period. I mean, if, if you're just doing what everyone else is doing, you know, you're only going to improve at the same rate that they are. So, I mean, that was my mentality. I mean, I was lucky. You know, my, my dad is a huge part of my life, still is. My grandfather, they both played college and pro football, so I had good examples. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I realized, like, hey, like, I've, if I'm going to get to some, like, as we said, less than 1% of 1%, if I'm going to get to that r that rarefied air, I've got to do things that no one else around me that I know is willing to do. Because at the college level, like, it's not just the best player on your high school team. Everyone at the college level is the best player in your entire district, okay? And at the professional level, Pretty much everyone in the pros is not just the best player in their college team. It's you know one of the best players in your entire conference. I mean, the SEC is a little bit different, but you get the you get the picture. Yeah. So if you want to make it to the to the absolute top, if you want to make it to the peak, you've got to do things that no one else that you even know is willing to do. 
you know, get up earlier, stay later, uh, commit to a diet plan, commit to a training plan that no one else is willing to do. So that's, I mean, I, I you know, I don't want to, I don't want to scare anyone, but like that's that's the level of commitment that it takes to even have a chance to make it to that level. And so that's that's what I I, I kind of that's what I set that up to say. Um, you know, you, you really can't commit to that, in my opinion, until you have a certain level of maturity. Yeah. So that's why I think as a kid, you know, it should be it should be more more about having fun and just enjoyment. Because if you if you push them too far too fast, uh, too early, they're going to get burnt out and they're going to end up resenting athletics. Um, so you kind of got to thread that needle. Well, Jay, well we're real quick. I want to ask. Let's ask Baby Gronk question. Are you having fun, Baby Gronk? Yes. You are having fun. You're not just you're not just saying that. No, seriously. I mean, it's, you, you, it's an honest place. I'm a supporter of you and your dad. You know, I'm just saying I'm on your team, theoretically. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But are you having fun doing all this, or is it stressful coming on a TV show, looking at all these cameras? You're a young kid. I mean, I would have loved this as a young kid, but you might not like all this. Do you like it? Is it fun, honestly? It's fun. He said he's having fun. I believe it. I mean, I believe it. And Gronk said he doesn't have a lot of words to say. He sounds like he's having fun. Okay, before you go, Jake, leave us with a good uh, another uh, Gronk story that's going to get 10 million hits on Instagram, please. Yeah, I don't know about 10 million hits. I think our last one, <laughs> yeah, he said it's like up to four. That's yeah. pretty wild. It's really So good. Th this isn't a Gronk story, but it's, it's Gronk adjacent. So my rookie year in New England, um, you know, we had to do these rookie skits during training camp. Those are the best on Hard Knocks. Knocks. Wait, wait, the Hard Knocks yeah, no, skits are the best. Okay, I want to hear about this. Those yeah, are the, so the funny. The rookie skits are amazing. And so our rookie year, we had to do a series of skits. And our, our first couple of skits, they weren't very good. Uh, they were not well-received. We kind of got booed. Uh, and so we, we were told by uh, the coaches, hey, we had to come in at 5 a.m. and rehearse until the skits got better. And so we got tired of doing that. And I finally like talked to the rookies. I was like, hey, we got to up the stakes. Um, so what I was thinking was, um, in that, the off season before our rookie year, that was when the ESPN, the body issue came out with Gronk, um, you know, naked with nothing but boxing gloves. Right. And so I was like, you know, Hey, we, we got to do something drastic to turn this around. So our third skit, you know, it went really well. We, we were getting some good feedback. And then for the grand finale, it wasn't me. It was another rookie tight end. Uh, he burst into the team meeting room, all the players, all the coaches, all the staff, uh, wearing nothing but boxing gloves as Gronk. Uh, so we, we brought the house down. Um, you know, we successfully, uh, you know, completed our mission as rookies, um, and Gronk loved it. So, you know, sometimes in life you, you got to take a risk and, and see what happens. That is hilarious. It's funny how, like, you guys tried your ass off and all it took was a naked guy's boxing gloves, and everybody dies laughing. It shows you us men are simple to uh, make laugh. Okay, Jake, before you go, is there anything, uh, any advice you want to bestow? Or baby Gronk, ask this guy. He played with actual Gronkowski and actual Tom Brady, the greatest football player of all time, arguably. Ask him something, please, just for me. Question about Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, who, real quick, who is a better tight end, Aaron Hernandez or Gronk, in your opinion, uh, Jake? <laughs> Better at what, Alex? Uh, well, who had a better aim? Who had better, uh, who was better at the target range? Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, Gronk was a more dangerous player. Hernandez was probably a more dangerous person. <laughs> hey, 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 is it true that Hernandez was only 6'1"? Yeah, how big was Aaron? Because Yeah, he, he wasn't that tall. He was a great receiver. He, he was basically a wide receiver playing tight end. What made what made Gronk the greatest, in my opinion, he was not only the best receiving tight end of the NFL, he was the best blocking tight end of the NFL yeah. at the same time. Hey, what about that though, too? You know, you think about Aaron Hernandez and then 
How the hell do these guys remember the playbooks? Is it even that complicated or at that level you guys have been doing it in college and stuff? It's just so easy to remember your routes and stuff. Yeah, it's it's more the latter. It's just repetition and, you know, the 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 routes they're they're kind of broken down by concepts. It's not like you're memorizing a thousand plays. It's just a few concepts with variations off of them. Yeah, hey, one question, man. Uh Tom Brady, man, what makes him Tom Brady? How did you First know of all, he had all the tools. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was extremely intelligent. Um, he worked his butt off. I mean, really, though, what 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 separated Tom was he was the smartest football player I'd ever been around. I mean, the, really, the genius of Brady was he he knew our offense so well, and there was so much pre-snap motion and pre-snap reads. He knew exactly where the ball was supposed to go before the snap every time, and that that's what made football pretty easy for him. Is that um, you know, he knew exactly how to read defenses, read coverage, and that was all done pre-snap. Um, and, and that was that was a function of, of intelligence. That was a function of, you know, physical work. But really, it was mostly a function of preparation. I mean, I, I, he was the guy. I mean, he was I always prided myself on being the first guy in, last guy to leave. But Tom was right there um, and he had been doing it for 15 years, even when I was in the league. So really, I mean, he was just one, one of the most intelligent ball players, but also the most prepared Bar none. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got to say this. My high school quarterback, we talked about it earlier, is Matt Stafford. And he was so smart in eighth grade. I'm telling you, he knew defenses. I mean, I didn't even know Jack's crap. But at eighth grade, he was a mental savant when it comes yeah. to football. So a lot of it is the brains, not just the bronze. All right, Jake, dude, I really appreciate you coming on and giving some advice to young Gronk. We got to have you on again soon. It is always a privilege to talk to you, Jake. Have a good one. Let's do it. Have a good Thanks, one. Alex. All right, guys, that is NFL bad boy himself. All right, we only have a few minutes left in the show, so now let's kind of dial it back in. Let's just kind of, you know, bring this whole episode to a conclusion. I think what we found out today is that you're a crazy dad that loves his son, that wants him to succeed. Yeah. More than anything. So I think that's admirable. I respect that a lot. Yeah. Appreciate you. You have a young son that's, you know, has a bright future. I think that... uh, he has a little bit of pressure on him, right? You got a little pressure on him, but pressure creates diamonds, so that can be good. You don't yeah. want your kid to, to not have pressure. But this is what I worry about, too, and not that it matters of my opinion. You know this, that you struggled, at least with me, when I, when I went to college, I struggled with, baby Gronk, drugs and alcohol. Have you ever seen a crack pipe before? <laughs> Sam, come here. <laughs> Sam, come here. Let me show you something, Baby Gronk. This is crack cocaine. This is a methamphetamine pipe. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do this, Baby Gronk. You see this pipe? They start, they get it like this. Oh no, it's some hot girl. She's gonna be naked. And she's gonna, oh, come here and hit this. Ah, She's gonna say, hit this. (laughs) Don't ever do this. Do you wanna be like me? Do you wanna be like me, Baby Gronk? Don't ever do this! This is not any fun! This is very bad! If somebody hands you this, you bust it! You grab it, and you go like this! You go like this, and you see it, you go, ah! I don't want that meth pipe! And then what you do, you go get your other meth pipe. Oh, shit. You see how many meth pipes I have? Hey. Do you wanna be like me? Do you wanna end up like me? Let's start smoking this! You're gonna be just like me! You're gonna have a bunch of mental health issues! So keep playing football! 
and play hard. Because if you don't, you're going to be on the street smoking this all day. You understand me, baby Gronk? Hey, I think we're going to start a, a D.A.R.E. Foundation. Baby Gronk, just say no. Say no, Gronk. Here. You want some meth? Do you want some meth? Oh, here, here. Let's do a little... Yo, what up, little kid? You want to try some meth? No. You don't want to try it? It's free. Your first time's always free. What are you going to tell him? No. You don't want to smoke it? No. It's really fun. It's really fun. Mm, look how much fun I'm having. <sighs> say no to drugs, kids. Say no! Always say no. All right, guys. Well, this has been our episode. Before we end the episode, tell the people where they can find you and uh, how they can support you guys. Um, everything. Just type in Baby Gronk. It's going to pop up. Twitter, uh, Baby Gronk 5. Instagram, type in Baby Gronk. Facebook, Baby Gronk. YouTube, Baby Gronk. And it'll pop up. We appreciate everybody. Well, I love you guys. Keep up the good work. And I'm telling you, Baby Gronk, if your dad, your dad seems like a really cool guy. I feel like you can always be open with him. And I'm telling you this. This is one thing I learned as a young man. You might want to hide something from your dad, but I can tell your dad is your best friend, so it's better to be honest with him and tell him the truth. Because let's say you get in trouble or you do something bad. You're like, oh, I don't want to tell him he's going to be embarrassed. Telling your dad, he will help you in that situation more than hurt you. So you don't ever have to be embarrassed. Even if you say, oh, I don't want to play football anymore. You should keep playing football. And you're saying, always be honest with your dad because your dad's going to have your back no matter what. So that's the only advice I'd have. Listen to your dad. But if he DMs any of these nasty hoes, get mad at him. <laughs> Seriously. Well, are you single, Daddy Grown? No, hell no. No, everybody want to come. What does your wife say? What does your girl say? You got all these hoes on. Uh, you know you're in every. Look at this. You're in her. You're in a page spiral out. You're look at those boobs, hey. baby Gronk. Do you know what those are? Do not look at those. This hey. is. Can we show that to a child, Jimmy? I feel like this is. I don't know if we should show that. At least it's not a guy well, with tits, but still. Pay, hey, Paige got me. I ain't gonna lie. But I just. I, all I said was let's collab. Let's do a golf damn. You know, show George's face real. when he says this, George. No, 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 no. Don't show the titties. Show him. Okay, what happened? What happened when you DM'd those big canugas? All I said was, are you in Dallas? I said, let's collab. It, it says ran by a parent, so they know it's a parent. Yeah, I, and I'm saying, let's collab. I thought she was a damn golfer. Then uh, all of a sudden, I saw OnlyFans. I said, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Trust sure, me, a guy, sure. knows, no, no, <laughs> up. a guy that knows Instagram like that, he knows what Lincoln bio means. Jake, you know what Lincoln bio means. No, Do not thought, even try to play. I thought she did YouTube shorts. Yeah, Lincoln Biden. Hey, no, I get it. I get it. I, I DM'd her too. I'm like, I just wanted some private golf lessons. My yeah, wife was yeah, pissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jimmy tried to get his private golf lessons and she really got mad. So, oh, oh, and actually, before we go, baby Gronk, what do you think about this beautiful, sexy woman? You should tell your dad. Tell your dad to DM her. If your dad wants to DM somebody, tell him. And she's really good at. She's really good at. Hey, football. they started saying, "Hey, have you got a, a DM from Baby Gronk's dad?" So I started DMing everybody. I DMed Kim Kardashian, hoping she answered. DM everybody. Yes. It don't matter. I, I'm telling you, Baby Gronk, I love your dad. You know what? We thought, oh, you know, we might not like him because all those Barstool sports. I'm telling you, Jake, I love you, yeah. dude. I think what you're doing is good. I do think that you got to be very careful. It's a fine line, but wanting your son to succeed and helping him succeed. I, I, I admire yeah. that. It's better than being a deadbeat dad. Oh, yeah. There's a lot Way of Way better than, dad, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm sure you got friends with deadbeat dads. You know what that is, right? 
It's a dad that's not in your life. If he don't even know what it is, that's a good thing. That's good. All right, folks. Well, I'm with my queen, Dylan Mulvaney. Great episode. Baby Gronk, his dad, Jake. You know we end the show the same way every time with a free self analysis. So, DJ, hit that beat. Let me get one. Yo. I got you. Yo. I'm going to pull up with my boy. I don't really care, we pack toys. Uh, shine like a star, drive in a car. I don't do drugs and I don't sell tar. You can see me, you can see me by far. I don't really care, go golf par. Smoking on meth. I don't really care, I keep a bulletproof vest. Jake go to test, you can go and guess. If I DM you, yeah, I did my quest. I'ma get the girls, I'ma do some curls. I don't really care, I might grow an S curl on my head. I'ma go fed, yeah, I chill on the couch with my boy Ted. Talking by the bear, I don't really care. Look at that girl right there, she used Nair. Check on the thing, that's downtown. I don't really care, I got a crib downtown. Watch me go down, watch me come up. Yeah, I got some dogs, I got a fluffy pup. Yeah, we on TV, yeah, a movie. I don't really care, I don't think you can move me. Oh! Oh, my boy, that's the Highland Park. I don't really care, he got the meth, let's spark. Man, what it did, we just did a show making money with my kid, hold on. We just killed it. All right, that's our episode. I love you. Good night.